Miss Humans, Gentle Ladies, Ladmen, Ladies and Gentlemen, Dreamers and Dreams alike, and welcome to the Devolver Digital Forecast here at forecast.devolverdigital.com. Hi, I'm your co-host JM, and I'm your co-host also JM, because Robbie isn't here this week. Isn't that weird, JM? It is a little weird. I mean, it's fine. You know, life is getting a little crazy. We're both, you know, we've all got things to do. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, it was a bit of a surprise to me. Uh, was it a surprise to you, JM? Yeah, it was a bit of a shock, but it's all right. We'll move on. We'll be okay. Should we Should we do the thing where we, like, edit Robbie's voice into it from old clips? That was a lot of work, JM, and I'm a lazy man, and I don't want to do that joke again because it, 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 it did end up being a lot of work. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right, JM. Um, what should we do this week, then, if Robbie's not here? I think we should do something that Robbie would really miss out on. Remember, do you remember the last time Robbie wasn't here, we had Kinsey on? Oh, that was great. I loved that. She was so wonderful. I loved that too. Uh, so I think we should have another guest on, and I think it should be somebody super cool uh, that Robbie would be really excited to talk to. Do you have anybody in mind? I do. I do. I was thinking that since Inscription just came out, we could have no fucking way. Are we, did you, did you talk to Daniel? I talked to Daniel Mullins of Daniel Mullins Games. The Daniel Mullins of Daniel Mullins Games? Not his, not his, not the accountant? Not the, no, none of them. None of, none of, none of them. I got straight to the man himself, and I invited him onto this podcast. And you know what he said? What did he say? He said, absolutely not. He said he's got better things to do with his time. So, I took the money we were going to pay him, and I hired a Daniel Mullins impersonator. It was not hard. I just Googled Daniel Mullins impersonator. There's a lot of them. So, um, very excited to introduce this week's guest, the real Daniel Mullins. Impersonator. Thank you for having me on, both of you. Uh, that was a great intro. Uh, <laughs> as an impersonator, I'm getting a lot of work lately after Inscription came out. There's a lot of hype around that game. And, you know, I, I thought this career path might have been a dead end, but, you know, it's, it's working out. <laughs> Uh, this week. Uh, good to yeah, be on good, the show. Yeah, good job sticking with it. Yeah, yeah. great to have you here. <laughs> um, so, uh, for those who may have somehow not heard of Inscription or Daniel Mullins Games, would you mind telling us who you are, impersonating, uh, who you are, and, uh, you know, a little bit about, you know, what you do? Yeah, um, so I am a, I'm, I'm an indie game developer, uh, and I've been doing that as my full-time career basically since um, the release of Pony Island in 2016, which was my first kind of hit that allowed me to kind of spend all my time doing this. And uh, since then I've released two other games, uh, The Hex, which came out in 2018, and just recently Inscription, which came out just about a week ago. Nice, nice. So you've got about a, about a, three-year dev cycle right now yeah it seems like it um i don't i still don't know exactly how i mean pony island was a lot shorter but that thing came out in like less than a year and like i wasn't even full-time on it the whole time i still try to figure out how i did that but since then it's been three years a game they are bigger games but yeah yeah maybe i mean maybe your standards have gone up maybe yeah a little bit yeah they, these games are a lot harder to make than pony island for sure but I still can't can't figure out how like nine months it was about. <laughs> it's all a blur. Yeah. So I mean, you you do everything on your games pretty much. Not or... exactly. I do a lot, um, a lot, maybe a lot more than um, 
many indie developers. I don't know, but I don't do music and sound effects. That is mm -hmm. uh, my my collaborator for all three games, Jonah Senzel. And then for my last two games, and especially Inscription, I've had uh, 3D models, which I just can't do myself. And so I've had, um, uh, for Inscription, I had a collection of 3D artists, um, one that was sort of like really spearheading some of the most detailed stuff in the game, and then a few that kind of subbed in at different times. They had busy schedules, so they would kind of do models for a few months and then switch out. So I kind of went through a few of those people, and they all... Um, contributed some great stuff nice nice um i mean i guess like just kind of you know while we're on, on that topic of just the people that you well no I, we'll circle back to it fuck it um <laughs> <laughs> so i guess you know you've been doing this full-time since 2016 um kind of what what's your path been like is this something you deliberately set out to do is this something that you you know, I mean, did you go to school for this? Did you, what's your, what's, what's your journey? Yeah. Well, I guess my journey is, um, always loving, um, doing creative art and like digital art stuff, um, from a young age. Like I was, I, I learned flash when I was pretty young and I wasn't able to actually make a game in it, but I would make crude, horrible animations that were usually like um, in the vein of like new ground stuff, but even worse. And like, they would kind of be about games. Like I did like a smash bros animation. You couldn't play it, but it just like my favorite video game characters kind of fought each other <laughs> for a bit. Yeah. And, uh, so I've been doing that for so long. And then, uh, I went to university for computer science. And at that point I was older and I didn't think that, uh, I didn't necessarily think game development would be possible. It just seemed like uh, it would be hard to get into and I'd be really lucky if I could, but it was kind of a, a, a dream if it could happen. And then mm -hmm. during that time, I met some really cool people uh, at university who were doing game jams. And so I actually was able to put together a game and put it online, which I hadn't really done much in the past. And that made the dream seem a little more real. And then uh, I teamed up with a friend uh, to make some mobile games one summer, and we actually made some money by uh, getting hired to make a, a kid's math game for this uh, person who is just looking to hire a really small indie team to do it. And so I, that was really exciting because we actually were paid to make games. And then uh, after university, I, I realized it was possible that I could get a job in the industry, so I focused on that, and I got a programming job at a studio here in Vancouver who I learned recently is doing a port of God of War. I'm really excited for them. Oh, to check nice. in. Yeah, I, I couldn't almost believe it because I, I kind of thought that they were done for just because we I worked for them for six months and, and we had this really cool project going and unfortunately the plug was pulled on it and it seemed like that was kind of the end of things. Um, but yeah, anyway, and then after that, I did a... I had a... After that six-month period and the subsequent um, collapse of that company, well as we now know, rose from the ashes yeah. later. But um, at the time, it seemed like the end of that. And I, I did a Kickstarter as a sort of first real indie attempt because I felt I, I had saved up some money from that job and I might might take a stab at it. And the Kickstarter was a failure, but I still um, <laughs> learned a lot from it. And I, I, I think it was part of why I got the next job because they looked at that and they saw someone who was really dedicated and, and willing to you know work on their own passion thing. Uh, so I got a job at another Vancouver company as a programmer, 
And it was during that time that I started Pony Island as a side project. And eventually um, it started to get more and more real, and, like people showing interest and um, publishers uh, taking a look at it. And then at one point, my employer graciously allowed me to, to only work, I think it was three days a week or even two days a week. And, and I was able to spend the rest of my time working on Pony Island. And then in January 2016, that came out. So, wow, that's so they like they knew that you had a project of your own that was going well and they were they like like you went to them and, and asked or they yeah, were like Yeah, I went to them. I, I That's amazing. It was kind of maybe it worked because it was a bit of an ultimatum. Like I kind of said like I <laughs> I really am feeling like this this could be something this game. So, I I think I would like to keep working here part-time, but if that's not possible, I think I might leave. And so, yeah. maybe with that in mind, they thought they'd rather have three days rather than zero i don't know <laughs> yeah i mean some i mean that's that's nice i mean some some companies some employers get you know like power trippy and stuff like yeah that. Like, yeah oh, i am your god yeah <laughs> so uh no they so were really awesome. kind to a lot they actually were very supportive of what i was doing so i'm still really uh, thankful to them for that do you want to shout them out Are you oh yeah yeah say? of course yeah it's uh, skybox labs in burnaby uh british columbia and they do um they, they kind of have two tracks. They do Microsoft projects, like they assist with Halo, they assist with Age mm -hmm. of Empires, but they also have a sort of indie track where they're trying to uh, put out original games. Um, so it's, it's a cool company, and I really recommend anyone who's looking for work in Vancouver to check them out. Awesome. Yeah. So you they gave you the time. You started putting the time into Pony Island, and then... Pony Island. Yeah, and then Pony Island came out. It was a big success. Like, I mean, especially, I mean, it was a big success success by any standards, but especially for me, who I've I had never released a game like really of that size, or like the only games I had really released were those mobile games that I made yeah. during university. Um, so it was just a huge success to go from basically zero to being fully funded to work for years on the hex and. It got like kind of like unabashed critical uh, success. Like critics loved it. Um, yeah, it was it was crazy. I got invited to go to a conference in Berlin, and like that was probably the most exciting, memorable part of it all. That I got to travel to Berlin and like meet these really interesting people, and it was just a crazy vacation. I, I don't know. It was yeah, it was a great time. <laughs> that's awesome did they have you speak or just yeah yeah they had me speak it was it was a tech conference it wasn't even game focused and i think i was the only person huh. there who was talking about games and and actually very few people showed up to my talk it was it was they weren't really there for games but um yeah it was just cool to to like i met the like it was like the tech geniuses from around the world gathered in this place and i was just this guy who was like i made a <laughs> pony game <laughs> anyway yeah awesome that's great yeah. um so do you want do you want to do you want to do the you want to finish out the history mm. can i yeah i guess can the I? rest okay. is i guess there's it, the rest is just this heads down period of working on the hex for almost three years releasing it yeah it was a bit underwhelming only in comparison to pony island it was still um in a yeah. lot of ways a success but um it was a, i guess in some ways it was a step back from pony island and then another 
kind of heads down period of another roughly three years for inscription. And now yeah. it's a raging success, uh, even more than Pony <laughs> Island. So it's, it's kind of wild. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Um, so I guess, I guess the, um, I'm curious if it's always been in your style, this sort of, uh, fourth wall break, uh, kind of thing or, or setting up the game and then breaking the rules of the game, setting up the expectations and then breaking the expectations. I feel like that's kind of thematically, uh, yeah. you know, you know, I, I and has that always been your thing? Not I, uh, before I answer that, I, I realized that I glossed over a section of, of inscription that I feel is, is quite relevant uh, in the oh. general story and very relevant to this podcast, which is the, the introduction of Devolver into the mix, which I think um, I, I ought to mention here, which was that uh, in spring of this very year was when I um, started talking to Nigel about seeing if there was interest in, and people at Devolver taking interest <laughs> in the game. <laughs> and... Um, Things escalated quickly, and and I think that's a huge part of the the raging success that I mentioned. <laughs> well, great. We're happy to take a percentage of the credit. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I remember when Nigel sent that out. I I, I think I was in one of the first people to get to see it, and I I I broke it out, and uh... <laughs> it's just so. Uh, it's so good. It's so subtle. It's so good. Oh, thank and you. I was just like, fucking, we need to fucking, like, I was already excited. I was like, Pony Island, but I'm not a big, like, like, when someone says, oh, like, the guy from Pony Island made this, I'm like, oh, that's great. That's a lot of points in its favor, but I'm not automatically Yeah, sold. yeah, that's like, I, fair. like, every game needs to stand on its own, as far as I'm concerned. Um, but yeah, like, <laughs> like, just holy shit. Oh, thank you. I, uh, I probably have you to yeah. thank for, um, for why the deal went through and everything, because... Nigel told me, "Oh, they all love it." So, um, oh, I mean, your yeah, vote me of confidence probably else. helped. <laughs> yeah, I remember because there was originally it's like this, like like Nigel's like, "Yeah, he only wants to sign in this limited way," and it's like, "But we, we give 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 it all. We want it. Yeah, we want yeah. it. Give it to us." Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's just extraordinary. Like the mood, the vibe, the the writing, the. Um, I mean, there's, there's, it's really just solid. It's so, it's so good. Thank and you. Like just the, yeah, man, it's, it's really fucking cool. Like it's, um, like, and I hate, like, I don't want to talk about it. I, I, I got, I'm mad at some <laughs> of the trailers that came out cause I don't want anybody to know anything yeah, about yeah. that game. Cause there are just so many moments that just take your breath away. Yeah. That, yeah. and and it's it's i mean ugh ugh yeah I mean, it's, yeah the little the comments the sound the, the yep all right i'm gushing now. Um, <laughs> well thank you it's really kind yeah especially that yeah. you liked it cuz back in spring i mean it was largely done in many ways but it was still pretty rough around the edges in some parts so glad that you voted for it even then oh yeah i mean it's just yeah it's it's really solid. And uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember exactly. Oh, uh, like. 
Oh, I was going to say, I thought you were trying to remember the question because I, because I think I did a huge digression that you were asking about. Oh, like, no. Yeah. I remember the question. Okay, yeah. yeah. No, it was something about, uh, the card has been returned to your deck, but it's suffering is real. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Stuff like that. I added that late. That was a random line I added because some people were confused about kind of if they hadn't played a deck building roguelike, they there's nothing really to to say that if a card dies in battle that um, it's still in your deck to be used in the future. That's yeah. just one of those knowledge things that you take for granted. But then some people are like, oh, I guess my stoat's forever gone now. I, I will try never to sacrifice Oops. anything other than squirrels. And I was like, no, no, no. So I had to put in yeah. that line and then put a little twist on it to make it funny <laughs> <laughs> it's good i mean the the tutorial like the 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 delivery of the tutorial is very dry yeah you know, like, yeah you know when you fill up my thing and then he puts his finger on the scale yeah. like this and it's just it's 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 this weird i mean it's i don't know it's uh like a good role-playing game i mean it really is it's it's a good like you've got a, a powerful person in charge yeah who has contempt for you, but they like and your intelligence, but they want the game to go well, and they're not they're not trying to insult you. They want you to play the game. It's the, yeah, like it's beneath them to insult you. That's tedious. Yeah, yeah. But um, you know, it's uh, yeah, it's uh, like the whole vibe of that that character is just fucking terrific. <laughs> um, Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh man, yeah. My partner and I, she watched me play it, and it was just. We've, we just repeatedly were just like, what? <laughs> I do, I do definitely intentionally go for that. <laughs> it's good. It's great. I mean, and and I, yeah, I get mad because some people will. We've had people on the Discord server like start talking openly about things, and I'll just delete their posts. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Quiet. They're like, oh, it's obvious if you think about it. I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. And if you're playing the game like trying to like, oh, 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 you're not doing it right. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, uh, but yeah, yeah, the question, yeah, about meta, the fourth wall, kind of the the setup and the breakdown of the setup kind of thing. Yeah, I think that actually it wasn't like in my DNA or something. Uh, it really came about for the Pony Island project. And it yeah. it was it, just something, the nature of the game that happened to be made had a lot of that in it. And, and maybe the one thing that yeah. is in my dna as a creator it's just yeah like what you were saying of, of trying to make people gasp and shock value and moments surprising moments I, I love stuff like that and so the format of having the ui breaking or unexpected things happening like the things that happen yeah. in pony island maybe is an expression of that and then i think part of why the games after carried that forward was it just seemed like like i i guess kind of a, I'm developing a toolbox of things that work in certain places yeah. and like having glitches in certain places are very, it's very handy to be able to do that as a game developer. Like mm -hmm. you want to do a transition to another place really quick and it's, Oh, it's a glitch and, uh, or you want something to disappear inexplicably. Well, you could do a glitch. <laughs> so like, yeah. you kind of keep reaching back for the same tools and, and maybe that's why, uh, I carried that forward after Pony Island. That makes sense. That's good to hear that it's like a toolkit of yours and that it's something you like to do yeah, rather yeah. than uh, something that necessarily you feel obligated to do. Yeah, I don't necessarily feel obligated. I, I think more with the hex than inscription for sure. I, I did feel obligated to, I wanted the people who liked Pony Island to recognize 
parts of it in the hex and two like it um, if they liked Pony Island. But I think I've gotten away from that a little bit, even though, of course, there's tons of little things that are the same, even in inscription. Yeah, yeah. Did you ever play uh, Eternal Darkness on the GameCube? You know what? I did not. Really? I did not. <laughs> oh, I had a GameCube, really... but I, I guess, uh, I don't know what happened. Do you ever hear of it? Are you familiar? The name rings a bell. Um, if I saw a screenshot, I might recognize it. You you might not. Everything is unrecognizable from back then. It's also goddamn ugly. Oh, yeah. Our imaginations okay. were doing so much work. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, it was like a Resident Evil style, like third person. You're going around like it's kind of a Lovecraftian story. Okay. Um, but your character had a sanity meter. And if your sanity oh, right. started to go down too far, the game would, would fuck with you yep. uh, in really exciting ways. Like, you'd walk into a room and it'd be full of monsters, and then, like, the, the GameCube message of, like, please plug in your controller would pop up while the monsters are killing your character. And then there's, like, a flash and a sound, and your character actually never entered the room. Yeah. I, I Now that you uh, say that, the insanity meter, I did I did look at that. I never played it still, but I, I read about yeah. it because... Um, yeah, for the exact reason you mentioned, it sounded like it had some very, very cool ideas. And I, I did a, a research into it one time to just see if I could get anything from it. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Deleting save files and stuff like that. Yep. Yeah, it's all kind yeah. of been done before. I, like I, some of the, I'm doing this ARG thing right now that I, I don't want to spoil too much about, but sure. a lot of people are like, whoa, like what a crazy idea. But really, like Frog Fractions 2 ARG... <laughs> I don't know how much you know about it, but they did some stuff that is so wild that I'll, I'll never pull it off. And like, I'm really just living in the shadow of that ARG, but I guess I put slight different spins on it. I mean, fair enough. I mean, it's not like there's never been a guitar solo before, but when one's really fucking good, yeah, like, exactly. it still hits yeah. right, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so what um what do you where do you start with a game <laughs> uh the so i guess the answer for pony island and inscription was with a game jam where uh got 48 hours a theme and um mm-hmm. something comes together really quickly and like i get, i got that question a lot for pony island like like uh why ponies? Why the devil? Why this? But it really, like, I don't know. Like, I did it in 48 hours, and I don't know what movie I saw the night before or what I ate for breakfast that made that happen, <laughs> but, like, it just happened in a short period, and then and then for Inscription, it was the same kind of thing, where I had this seed, yeah. and it came about quickly, so it was fast. I don't remember exactly why everything happened, and then people react to it on an emotional level because of maybe the mood or something about it they like it was it was definitely that with the inscription original game jam called sacrifices must be made and then um i guess i think more long term about how this could be expanded into a full experience that will be the last hours and kind of be more deep and meaningful because of it nice it's nice when you get you get the the front brain out of the way yeah to like like whatever you know that's, like all the rest of your brain that's holding all the metaphors yeah i want to do that more and more i think that really is the key to making interesting stuff is trying not to overthink it and trying not to justify it all the time yeah yeah makes perfect sense <laughs> so so uh 
you know, you brought up that you had contractors, you know, to help with the 3D art and stuff yeah. like that for inscriptions. So, um, and had you had that on, like, the hex? I mean, I know you had music and audio. Yeah, but... I, I did work with... Oh, that's right, you did. Yeah, I, I did have... Um, it, at the, the, the hex has six chapters, six main chapters yeah. that are all a very different type of game. The final chapter is a 3D walking simulator. And so I did hire a, a very cool... Um, 3D artist uh, who goes by Sully. I think you can find him on Twitter with that name. Who now works for um, Mojang on Minecraft, and you can actually see a sort of Minecraft vibe in his work. It's pretty cool. Uh, but but yeah, so I did do that. I dabbled in it for the the hex to get that 3D walking simulator going, and then I guess I felt comfortable enough with that to to do a full on mostly 3D game for Inscription. So what was that, I guess, what was that transition like going, I mean, from totally solo, I mean, and then, you know, working with one person in the hex is yeah. probably a little more straightforward, but then kind of, you know, directing, uh, you know, several artists, yeah. and several artists coming and going and picking up on each other's work. And then, well, what was that like? Well, it wasn't too bad, actually, because, because, yeah, like I did mention, it was kind of a revolving door for mm -hmm. many of the artists where, I mean, I would have loved to work with all of them for longer, but they uh, typically was finding them when they didn't have that much to do. And then, so they were open to doing contract work and then they would tend to find a full-time gig somewhere. And then they'd say they just didn't yeah. have enough time. Um, but the, because it was this kind of revolving door system, um, it, I was only really managing one of them and, and the main artist at a time. But even then it like, it was pretty sporadic. I, I, I felt kind of bad because I wasn't able to like constantly give people work. Like I'd, I'd have to like give them something. They'd take a week on it. Then I'd say, okay, I, I'm not ready. I don't know what I need yet. Uh, so unfortunately yeah. uh, I have to, you have to be on standby until I've got the next thing because I kind of work linearly and I don't always know uh, what I want next. Um, but yeah. sometimes I was able to, to give them a few in a row because I had built up the need maybe because I had been without a an artist for a little while um, so it wasn't too bad I wasn't managing too many people at once and another factor that helped a lot was uh, the, the art style of the game and how it crunches it both crunches down the uh, resolution and it uh, it uh, changes the colors in a certain way and it, it had the effect of homogenizing the models where you can't, it wasn't that obvious, even if the models had slightly different styles or they kind of went off in different ways with the colors or something, once they were put in the game and those filters were applied, it all kind of worked together. And if if you check out the credits of the game, there's like so many uh, models that I got for free because they were public domain and so many that I just purchased from Sketchfab because um, they all kind of work when they're thrown in there as long as they're like, roughly kind of photorealistic looking models and i didn't want to you know I, I needed a fish hook at one point for the angler so like i don't really need to pay someone to make a fish hook so i went and looked right. and there it is and it's in the game and and it, it's in some ways i guess it gives me less creative control because i can't say like ooh, put a little sigil on the fish hook to you know or like i don't get that extra degree of control over it but um, being able to immediately get the fish hook, like when I was making the boss, uh, I don't have to use a placeholder. I immediately had the fish hook. So when I do the animation for the hook grab, I'm working with the final model like right away. 
And so that yeah. offers a different kind of creative freedom that I really valued. And I almost think for the next game, I would, to avoid the problem of the downtime, I might just like ask for like, just go nuts and make like 50 models and then I'll probably end up using them and I'll have this personal library. I think that could be really cool. <laughs> yeah. Make a pile of shit. Exactly. Uh, yeah. And just, you just go into the closet, grab yeah. a thing. Uh, that's awesome. And like, yeah, cause like, and, and I'm not like that picky. Like if they do make a pile of shit and there's just some random thing in it that they're like, oh, he'll never use that because it's this weird statue that I didn't think had any meaning, but I'll probably invent a meaning for it and put it in the game if it's cool. <laughs> so it could work. I might do, try that next time. That's awesome. I, I, I like that that's the way you're, like personally, I'm like, oh, that's that's really exciting that that's the way. Instead of like, I need someone to make like the minutia yeah. so I can get like the sigil on the hook. Because a lot of people, you know, they get into kind of the little things, and that's cool. But yeah, uh, you know. And one great thing that comes out of this is if I'm never micromanaging the artists, they actually do that on their own because they don't feel like someone is going to make them redo the work. So they feel like, okay, whatever I do is going in the game. So they actually do put the minutiae in because they know it's not going to get nitpicked away. So like so many yeah. cool little details were done um, that I didn't even ask for. But then they say, hey, I did this. And they know that I'm not going to turn up my nose and tell them to redo it. Yeah, that's that's amazing. Yeah. So it still gets in there because there's still creative people. Yeah, involved. exactly. Um, that's yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> um, so. Inscription started, I guess, like, what, 2019? Yeah, pretty much. The game jam was, oh, God. Are, are you still, okay, my, I'm still both here. of my Did screens just went black for a second. Everything, okay. Um, well, yeah, everything seems to be working. Okay, sorry about that. Maybe we can cut that part out. No worries. <laughs> sure. Yeah, so. It, uh, what was the question? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, so Inscription 2019. Yeah, uh, right, yes. It, the game jam was the very end of 2018. And, and I was doing a post-jam version, like, around New Year's, I remember. So that's that's right, yeah. So I'm, I'm curious about, like, really in general, because it's hard to get these kind of things in general, but especially during, you know, 2020. Um, yeah. You know, so much of your game, you know, like you said, you look for those those moments, those emotional moments, and they're not all, like, you're not always hitting the same note, and I, yeah. I love that. But, like, you are looking for those... You know, you're looking to impact the audience. You're looking to impact the player. Um, how do you how do you get that kind of feedback? What's you, like? What do you like? Yeah, how do you get that from people. It's a good question. I because I do tons of play testing and I I'm always trying to collect feedback. Um, but that tends to be more about the design of the game mechanics and stuff. It, it's more like, do you understand how to do this? Is it too hard, etc. And I think with mm -hmm. the um, kind of like emotional impact moments I just have to hope that it works out I think it's like if it if it'll work for me like if I feel like it's shocking or exciting someone else will yeah and if there's enough of them maybe you know oh it's it's not very interesting that I pulled my tooth out I saw that coming but then the yeah. next twist you didn't see coming if there's enough of them um and it, I don't find I'm able to play test that too well and I I don't know if it would be even healthy to to take feedback about like the emotional aspect of things if i yeah. relegate all of that to feedback then i i don't have any trust in myself i guess yeah that makes sense that makes sense i mean and yeah you clearly have good 
instincts on it or yeah. you know you're, you're good at it well, thanks um <laughs> yeah for sure um how has uh how has the reception been for you of inscription <laughs> well um i think we've both seen some of the uh numbers being thrown around on the slack channel so the the yeah. sales are uh so good it's weird like it it's a weird <laughs> feeling to think about that um the reception has been mostly very good um I am, this is something I didn't anticipate, uh, but there are, there is a minority of players who are very angry about the game that it, it it's not the kind of like hundred hour roguelike that they thought. And I, I have some uh-huh. sympathy for that, um, but a lot of people express it in a rude way and I don't have much sympathy for that, <laughs> but... Um, what? Gamers? <laughs> rude? <Yeah. laughs> Um, so that's been, that's been a little hard. I think it was just the first day when I, I, I really was blindsided by that. I kind of thought like the, sh- the twist of the game kind of breaking out into something else would be well received and it, and it mostly was, but, uh, I think yeah. the first night I, I was of, of the first day of the release, I stupidly read reviews before I went to bed. Such a stupid idea. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. And, and I had, I read this review that, that haunted me that said, Oh, people like people are giving it good reviews now because they haven't gotten to part two. Once they do, this review, these reviews are gonna take a nosedive, and that's what that's what their negative review on Steam said. And I was like, okay, that's fine. My rational brain awake can deal with that, and then my irrational half asleep brain was haunted for the entire night, and I had all these dreams of like waking up, and it was like seventy percent positive and stuff, and like. <laughs> Uh, but that was only the first night, and like once enough people give you enough validation, then it's easy to shake that stuff. And and to all the haters, I actually think I would like to do a an endless mode um, at some point for this game, so everyone will get what they want eventually. <laughs> Huzzah! I know that there was a part of me that wanted it too. Yeah, yeah, and I totally understand yeah. it. Um, I think the real the problem was that. The first part is so variable in length. I think if you blaze mm-hmm. through part one and you don't get to experience everything it has, then yeah, you do feel a little frustrated that you get, uh, as one reviewer put it, uh, cold water thrown in the tub right when it was getting hot. Um, but if, like many people, you take many runs to defeat part one and you spend many hours on it, I think those are the people who are who welcome a, a total sea change. So I think the real yeah. the real design failing was that it's possible to beat it so quickly while the bath is not yeah. even warm yet. <laughs> well, some people like you know just play these kinds of games yeah. all the time. Yeah. They're familiar with the mechanics. They get it. They do card games and they you know they grok it right away. Exactly. So I mean, it, it makes sense that for them, you know, what was you know for me maybe a twelve hour experience before like oh my goodness for them is like a three hour and they're yeah. like what yeah yeah. And uh, wow. it's regrettable. I, I definitely think that was something that it. I realized that problem just far too late when I when I got tons yeah. of beta testers, and it wasn't something that had an easy fix. But it, yeah, it's a lesson yeah. learned. And I think once the endless mode is in, um, those players will be satisfied with that. Yeah, I mean, I I I I, I personally think it's for the best that it's happened the way it's happening right now. Yeah, that the game exists as it does. Yeah as the narrative experience yeah. and then you know down the road there's like all right here's here's you know you want to stay trapped in hell forever yeah. fuck yeah <laughs> there you go yeah <laughs> whatever yeah um 
But yeah, that's, th- great that's, yeah. that's the reception. Mostly good, a little scary. Uh, yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, have you enjoyed like watching streams and stuff like that of, of people playing it and experiencing it? Yeah, I have. I, Do you watch that kind of stuff? I, I A little bit. Um, on the yeah. first day I watched, uh, I wasn't familiar with the streamer before, but Co-Carnage. I don't know how you say it. Yeah. That was a lot of fun and like watching some, I don't think I had, I, I'd gotten tons of playtesters and stuff, but I don't think I'd like seen someone's face for certain parts. So that's always fun for the first time. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I do tune into streams occasionally, but it can be a, a bit distracting and, and sometimes I have a cringe reaction where it, like it, it can be just hard. <laughs> like if I think, I don't know yeah. what causes it, like them reacting differently than I hope they react, I think is a, is causes a deep cringe in me so it's can't it can be hard (laughs) yeah fair enough yeah we you know so normally we'd have shows right we'd have taken this on the road but it's i I think it's almost maybe better for inscription in a way you know that we never showed it that nobody saw it till they saw it. yeah yeah i took it to um dream hack uh right before covid Mm -hmm. got real in north america um and it was a pretty good reaction but i also had to like people were like oh well it's cool it's a roguelike and that's that's all it is i'm excited and i didn't really want to spoil it for them but yeah it's hard to communicate the entire experience yeah yeah and conventions like for a game like that there were that like you need the mood yeah you know yeah like it's it's just so good to be able to settle into it yeah i really think the big winners at conventions are those couch multiplayer games where everyone can gather around and hoot and holler uh, th- those look like they, a lot of fun to show off, whereas inscriptions just like a person quietly stroking their chin, <laughs> and then they get up yeah. and say it's good, and they go off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good. You know, I'm also listening to like the loudspeakers behind me. Yeah, and, yeah, know, yeah, About a competition that's going on, and there's a whole bunch of bright lights. But yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. yeah. Uh, and you're right. Yeah, couch co-op games get the strongest showing yeah. at conventions. They're the ones I think that. Uh, you know, and I've been part of couch, you know, you know, couch co-op games showing them off yeah. before. And it's like, it's those things where it's like, they do better, I think, at conventions than they generally do in real life. Yeah. It's just cause it's hard to get your friends to come over. <laughs> yeah. It used to, that, yeah. That used to be easy. We yeah. used to fucking goddamn time. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I guess I don't have a, too many more. I can't think of any more really questions um anything you want to share with the world (laughs) i don't know Uh, nothing's really coming to mind right now (laughs) fair enough to anyone who played the game thank you so much leaving a nice review or even leaving a i mean or even leaving a negative review that wasn't mean i thank you (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 negative reviews can be good yeah yeah like just constructive criticism is always welcome there have been a few times when I've read a negative review and I'm like, oh, that sounds like something I would like. Yeah, like, yeah. This person they don't like, like it, it but... for a reason that you would like it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, well, cool. Yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for being on the, the forecast and for talking about the game. Yeah, of course. Thanks um, for having me on, JM and JM. It's been great yeah, to talk to you my both. Pleasure. <laughs> I would have liked to have talked a little bit more, JM. I kind of feel like you didn't share the <laughs> microphone, but uh, whatever. A little rude, but we'll get over it. <laughs> yeah, we'll fight about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
yeah, for those of you who haven't played it, Inscription is available now on Steam, and it's uh, really, really good. I mean, settle in, get it, you know, do it in the dark, <laughs> headphones or good sound system, and just really just, it's a lot of fun. It's really cool and spooky, and uh, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, oh yeah, I got to do the, the clip. So we're, it's about 20 minutes shorter than normally is, but that's, that's the 20 minutes that Robbie would have filled oh, okay. <laughs> uh, with his questions. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a simple man. Uh, oh, you know what? Actually, I do have a question that sure. I, that I yeah, yeah. Uh, like to ask. Who are the people that do what you do in the industry? Who are the people that you admire and like the work mm. of? Um, man, so many. I mean, I follow a lot of indie developers and I see them doing great stuff all the time. I, I wish I had an answer ready to, to plug. I mean, I guess as, as fans of their games, like super giant games, um, mm. strikes me like I, I always love their stuff. Um, and I'm, I'm in awe of their work a lot of the time, like the, the art, the music. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess they, they've got, enough shout outs I, I wish i had prepared someone who maybe like really like needed a shout out more but uh <laughs> like fair enough i mean it's, you're, you're not wrong though super yeah, yeah. You get better every time yeah and, like fucking hades is like yeah <laughs> perfect yeah it's fantastic and i i hades i was even able to look at and, and take notes from in the way that they they had some ideas about um how how to make the roguelike structure work as a story of course um, that yeah. I was able to copy in some cases. And there were some ideas that I didn't have time to copy, but I wanted to. Like, I love how, the, I forget her name, but the first boss in Hades who uh, eventually you fight Meg. her sisters. Yeah, 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 Megara, right, yeah. And you fight her yeah. sisters, and there's there, it's the same boss, but they're, like, interesting variations, and they have a story mm -hmm. element to why you're fighting the variations. I wanted to do that. Mm -hmm. um, if I had more time and I wanted to, like, invest more into part one, I would have done stuff like that with the prospector but um never did but yeah uh so hades was not only such a joy to play but uh an education for my own game i, I feel like that game is going to be like there are going to be entire like semester long classes yeah game design, <laughs> yeah where it's like all right your 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 study material is hades yeah yeah and this book about hades yeah because it shows the the kind of roguelike as a genre kind of evolving, it almost seems like the final evolution, something like Katie's. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's, it's, yeah. Like it becomes a long, like, it, yeah, it's, it's somehow linear and nonlinear at the same yeah. time, which feels a lot more like real life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Loved it. Super cool. I, I think my favorite of, of all their games though is Pyre. Um, uh, yeah. I was so blown away by that at the time. And I also feel, I feel like it. I kind of sympathize because it, it to, I think for them it wasn't as big a hit as their other games, even if it deserved to be. Yeah. So I, maybe I know how they feel with that, with uh, my experience with the Hex. But of course, I think Pyre still did far, far better than the Hex did. But anyway, that's sure, sorry, sure. rambling. <laughs> that's what this whole show is. Yeah. If you want to listen to previous episodes, honestly, it's just Robbie and I going, oh, I don't know. Yeah, what yeah. have you been up to, mate? Oh, I don't know what you've been up to, mate. <laughs> so. That's the show. So this is this is this is prime content right here. Yeah. Um, 
Speaking of which, ladies and gentlemen, if you enjoyed this podcast, you can find us at forecast.devolverdigital.com for sweet, delicious content for your ears and soul. Uh, if you like Devolver Digital, you can follow us at Devolver Digital on Twitter. And if you like the streaming of Devolver Digital, you can follow at Devolver PA for Devolver Public Access. Or you can follow us at www.twitch.tv slash Devolver Digital. Daniel, do you have the social medias that you would like to share with our audience? Yeah, for sure. I guess uh, the main one is is the Twitter, um, D Mullins Games on Twitter, and uh, the website. M-U-L-L-I-N-S? Yes, that's right, yes. Um, and uh, the website is danielmullinsgames.com, and that, that'll send you off to anywhere you want to go, like the Discord or the my itch.io channel with Game Jam entries and stuff. Yeah. Oh, nice. Your game jams are there? Yeah, yeah. If you go to danielmullinsgames.com, there's a link to the, the game jams. So some of them are maybe worth playing. Some are not. not. <laughs> You'd be the judge. <laughs> Such is the nature of game Yeah, games. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you can... There's a there's a Daniel Mullins uh, games Discord. There's a Devolver Digital Discord. There's also a devolverdigital.com. And then I think that's all of them. I think I said, oh, there's an Instagram and there's a TikTok. <laughs> I'm not on those. Don't go looking. Oh, well, well, look, go ahead and see if there is a Daniel Mullins <laughs> on Instagram and TikTok. Because <laughs> yeah. by now there's probably another Daniel Mullins in person. Oh, yeah, right, right. Cropping up all over it's the place. Industry. Um, it is. It really is right now. <laughs> um well yeah thanks so much for being on the show daniel it's an absolute pleasure oh, yeah. to talk to you thank you yeah great questions yeah. and uh thank you and congratulations on your game thanks bye everybody bye bye, bye.